This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Let's get into the scriptures. If you could turn in your Bibles to the book of Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 3. Revelations is the easiest book in the Bible to find. It's the last book. So scroll right to the back or, you know, turn right to the back. Revelations chapter 3, verse 7 and 8 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says who, he who is holy, he who is true. He who has the key of David, he opens and no one shuts and he shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Amen. Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19 says, Do not remember the former things. No, consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Someone say amen. Amen. Just taking an extract, a quick extract from the word for the year for 2022. says, in the days to come, we are going to experience a new thing. See, coming into the, uh, a new year, there's always an A of expectation, an A of thinking that surely something is going to be different in the year that is to come. In fact, the tail end of the year is often littered with comments like, hey, may this year come to an end. It's got reflections almost to say, may 2021 end, bring on 2022. There's an optimism whenever we're about to cross over into the new year for both believers and non-believers alike. When it comes to believers, the first few days are filled with various declarations, posts, flyers, quotes from the word of the year that has been declared by the pastors. The speech of believers is different in those days because it will carry with it certain declarations that are being made. And in that, we also develop new cliches. Like 20 plenty. <laughs> See, when we look at the turn of a year, we know that it marks or set out the start of a new season. It marks out the start of a new season. And, uh, you know, with any natural season, we know that there is an emphasis of whether it's summer or whether there is winter, just like there is an emphasis in spiritual seasons. The truth of the matter is that we are still able to come into a new year and a new season with great anticipation, expectation, hope, and excitement, but leave that is in Harare, that winter is upon us, is that the ladies will bring out the boots. Sorry, ladies, but yes. If you, if you haven't really seen it, you'll notice that, hey, the, the, the boots are out. The trench coats are out to say we are now in winter. Come on, ladies, don't make like you don't have those boots that you can't wait. (laughs) But what also happens is that you will often find someone who, when it's winter, is still wearing their same clothes from summer for whatever reason. You see, different experiences will begin to make us say, you know what, you guys are complaining about the cold. It's actually not that cold. 
See, when we were in the UK, this was summer weather. See, our experiences begin to determine our responses sometimes to a particular season. So the experience we had in the UK, we can hold on to it so long to say, you know what, I made a decision that I will only wear a coat when it's snowing. So now it's cold, but hey, my UK experience, I need to hold it. So it's not that cold. What are you on about? <laughs> you see, this sounds like a bit of an extra kind of description of how we respond in times of change, but sometimes that's how we actually respond in a spiritual season, that we continue with the emphasis of the last year, or we begin to discount the season that we are in based on our experience and our circumstances. See, it's been declared that this is a, new, a season of new things. And the truth of the matter is, if you really look, you know, you may actually see as if there is nothing that is different about this season. The things that were being spoken about last year are also being spoken about this year, like the, the COVID and the this and the florona and the that. It, it, it can look like things are the same. See, just like when the, way the reporter stands and they point and they tell us that the temperatures have gone up, you can actually ignore it. And just say, you know what, I, I think it's just me. But the truth of the matter is whether you believe it or not doesn't change the season we're in. Whether you believe it or not changes the outcome for you and I in the season that we're in. See, the passage of Scripture, actually, before I go there, let's just look at another place of new beginnings for some has seemingly been met by a series of shut doors. But now is your time to arise and shine. Behold, I will do something new. Walk with God and rest in his promises in this Shemitah year. Shemitah. I just had to say that today a lot of times. Shemitah. So you can see that the Hebrew is great. <laughs> see, this is probably one of the most uplifting aspects for me for the word of the year. Because having seen a lot of shut doors and then some, it shows that there is something that is coming ahead. You see, <laughs> when sh doors are shut continuously, you begin to see just doors being shut. Even an open door can appear as if it's shut. Because now you are, we are, we, I can, well, let me speak for myself, I can become so convinced that to say, you know what, I've seen this before. This is going to go this way at a later point. See, now we are in a season where we are being told, hey, you know what, the journey to a new beginning has been, has been paved or has, has been met with shut doors. I, I remember 2021, word of the year, there was declaration of new beginnings. Remember that? I think 2020, there was something about new beginnings. There's been new beginnings spoken of, yet it's like, God, I've seen glimpses of it, but I've not seen it in its fullness. But this year is saying, you know what? The journey of new beginnings has seems to have been met with shut doors. But arise and behold, he does a new thing. See, this passage of scripture that we read in Revelation 3 verse uh, seven to eight is a scripture that I fell in love with a couple of years ago. Uh, and and, and I, I would often pray this prayer. I would often declare that, you know what? 
God, you are the God who opens doors and no one can shut. You are the God who shuts doors and no man can open. Father, we thank you that you are opening doors. And this is, but then something struck me about the next part about after he says, I've opened the door. He says that, let's just read verse 8. It says, I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. Have kept my word and not denied my name. For you have a little strength. For you have a little strength. The Message Bible puts this way. You don't have much strength. Another version would say you do not have much power. Though you are singing, my power will not run out. And the very power. You have actually got little strength. See, there, there are really many things, many reasons why we would lose strength. See, here the Bible is saying the message to them that is coming from one who is holy and who is true, who has the key of David, who has the ability to close doors and no man shuts them, and also can open, uh, can close doors and no one shuts them. He says, I know your works. Specific. Specific. I know your works. I know your works. I know your works. And I have opened a door for you. Because I know your works, I have opened a door for you, specific. Then he says, I know you have little strength. <laughs> Don't you just love how God knows us to such detail? He knows, you know what, Milton, I know. I know you have little strength. I know. I know you have little strength. But you have kept my word. And have not given up on my name. The message Bible says, you did not give up on me when times got rough. <laughs> says, I know. When it was tough, you were there. You stayed. When others began to question and say, mm, should you were like, no, no. I believe that my God is faithful. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with me. says, do not fear, <laughs> for I am with you. See, when we look at why we would lose strength. You see, here's the thing. Sometimes we mask our areas of weakness with the areas of strength. So sometimes we, we are maybe seven out of eight parts of our lives are great, but we have that one part that we do not even want to shed any light on. See, we can walk with people for years and never know they have something because they are so open about everything else, but this part here, Closed. So I don't know, but I've got some areas <laughs> that I have, I have become weak. I know that I have little strength in this area. There are reasons why we lose strength. The first reason I'll say is the one, <laughs> you meet a series of shut doors. There is nothing as demotivating and, and, and that sucks life as much as meeting a series, not a shut door, a series Okay, you guys are the, 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 the series kind of people, right? Imagine binge watching closed doors. Just, just imagine everywhere you look closed door. You go there, it looks like it's open to you. You put half your body 
and then it slammed on you. You put your hands to push it. How many of you ever put your hands and then the car door is smashed on you? you, you <laughs> when now when you look at your hands, you can see that, you know what, <laughs> I need to get me some tips to cover some of these blue nails. You know when it gets from being smashed doors? A series of closed doors. You try this, it's about to work, then kaboom, closed. You try and you, you walk with confidence. Have you ever walked to, towards a door with so much confidence? <laughs> and you can see others on the inside. And they can see you. <laughs> and you get there almost like, and the sound, I mean, if it was silent, it would be better, like almost like, now it goes, and others just turn. And you almost <laughs> just, you know, like, like the bank, how could they close? Yet on the inside, you're like a, a shut door. The other one is disappointment. Disappointment can suck the life out of us. See, Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart go sick, but a longing fulfilled is like a tree of life. See, you can try something so much that you, you, it, 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 it's deferred. Remember, the Bible says hope deferred. Now, being deferred is like postponed moved. You think it's about to happen. You think it's about to happen. <laughs> you, you begin to get the nails ready because at any point he may pop the question. <laughs> then he says, let's go for dinner. Then you're convinced that this is it. This is it. You go for dinner. <laughs> Dessert comes. The bill comes. <laughs> I just need to use an example that we would all relate with, you know. I'm sure we've all seen someone or been that one person. <laughs> Hope deferred. It looks like promotion is about to come. You are in line for promotion. Then someone else is hired from outside. Waking up to go to work becomes a little bit more difficult. Because it's like, I have poured, I have poured, I'm next in line. This is it. Disappointments. Disappointments. <laughs> The other one is failure. There is nothing that, that, that draws strength out of us like failure. <laughs> when you have tried something and you fail. One failure, you know, you can kind of deal with it. You can take it on the chin. Second failure. Now, now perennial or what feels to be perennial. See, there's a difference. Sometimes we feel as if we are failing more than we actually are. And it takes strength from us. It, 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 it takes strength from us. Because you're like, can I really wake up to do that again? Can I get up and try again? Can, can I really try again? Can, can I, should I really try again? And the other one is opposition. My God. Ooh, opposition. <laughs> When I was just born again, I was naive as a Christian. I thought, you know what, I'm born again now. As long as I do what God is telling me to do, it's going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be easy. It's gonna be, as long as I'm doing exactly what God has told me to do. Oh, oh. Simple. Easy. <laughs> Soft life. <laughs> but uh, even Paul says, speaking, to the Corinthian church while he's in Ephesus, he says, for a great door, 
a great effectual door is opened before me. But there are many adversaries. There are many adversaries. See, constant opposition. See, no matter, no matter how strong a warrior is, you cannot be fighting 24-7. It takes strength out of you. You cannot be fighting battle after battle. You've done this. Boom! Another enemy comes up. No. It begins to take strength. It begins to... You, you, you are fighting. You fight this. Enemy comes this way. It's almost like... <laughs> the, you know, the Bible says he will come at you one way and flee in seven. <laughs> Feels like he came, you went, but he did a U-turn. And came back in seven ways because you are fighting there. You are almost done and then boom, it will weary someone out. I've been in times like that where it's like battle after battle. Battle after battle. And to be honest, sometimes it just seems easier to give up. Say, you know what, guy? You know what? Hey, I've taken so many hits why don't just lie down for the count? Maybe if I just lie down, I won't be hit anymore. Opposition. Battle after battle after battle. I could, I could keep going on this story of battles. Oppositions. You, you do something and you believe that, yes, this is what God has told us to do. And you push it and it's going ahead well. But from left, left side, the left side of the field, something comes and attacks you personally. It's like, ah, what kind is this? What kind is this? Opposition. See, we could go on and define the things that take power. I don't know. In your area that you, 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 you find yourself weak, what has taken strength from you? Think about it. You don't have to shout it out. But begin to see what is it that has taken strength from you. See, the purpose of today is not to talk about and expose those areas, but it's to really <laughs> move on from that in to the new thing. See, the Bible is saying in Revelations, Milton, I know your works. Milton, I've opened a door that no man can shut. Milton, I also know that you have little strength. I know you have faced a series of shut doors, opposition, uh, disappointment, failure, loss, and the list is endless. And I know you have kept my word and didn't forsake me when things got rough. Another part in the word of the year, Pastor Tom says, the Bible continually speaks of how God opens doors and shuts doors. This will be such a season, but it will be a time when mature believers will be required to walk through the doors that God is opening. At the same time, there are many who are rising to levels of maturity that God can now entrust to open doors and shut doors on their own. See, it's not enough for us to focus on and be happy about doors being opened. It's not enough for us to be happy about open doors. Because we must walk through the doors that God is opening for us. See, being outside an open door is of no value to you and I. Think about it. If the door is open but we don't go through it, what is the value of having the door open? Isaiah 48, 18 to 19 that we read instructs us not to remember the former things, the things of old. See, if we remember so fondly uh, and closely the past experiences that have brought us to this point, it is very likely that we will miss the new things 
that God is doing in our lives. See, we must get rid of the dejection and rejection of the shut doors. We must get rid of the disappointment that came when things didn't go as expected. We must rise up in strength again and not dwell on the scars of battle, the failures of, or anything that happened in the past that may cause us to dwell on the wrong thing. See, our mindset needs to shift in this season. We must renew our minds. And in some instances completely, because sometimes we were now in a survival mode. Yet we are meant to be thriving. See, if you ask someone, how are you doing? They'll be like, I'm surviving. It sounds good. But (laughs) surviving alone is not enough. See, we, we, we must move from a place even in our businesses where we were happy to keep the doors open to a place where we now begin to say, you know what? We have a profit mindset that profit is what we need to see, not just be happy to say, hey, as long as I can keep the lights on, but where we begin to see fruit, fruit. See, when we were looking at just consolidating, let's just take care of the little we have, begin to see growth again. Begin to see growth again. Begin to be able to expand to the left and to the right. Begin to increase the space of our tents. See, we cannot maintain the same old mindset and expect to see fruits in this new season. See, we can't keep wearing winter boots in summer. (laughs) There has to be a change. Otherwise, all we will celebrate is a new year, but not leave the year with new things. In, in as much as, yes, the year has changed, if we remain the same, there is going to be a challenge. We cannot expect that different results. See, if you are a farmer and it's time to sow seed and you go out and you try to harvest, it, it doesn't match. It's a good thing to do to be ready and to want to harvest, but wrong time. But I know it's not easy to kind of move away from something that is of a sore point. Move away into the new If you think about it, we read this in the daily Bible reading a few days ago that there is someone, God appears and he says, by this time next year, Sarah, your wife, is going to give you a child. And Sarah hears it, she's she's like, me, my husband is old. Me, I'm also advanced in age. Will he really give me this pleasure at this point? It's like, (laughs) ha, ha. No. You see, Sarah laughed because it was so, it was such a ludicrous, out of, out, out, you know, out of the mind kind of thing to say at this age, she would give birth to a child. But God said, why did she laugh? Why? And in the time of life, I will show you that I mean what I'm saying. Sometimes we laugh. Not outwardly like Sarah, like, oh, but our reaction and our response and actions show that we actually laughed at the word that God spoke to us. You know, we, we've, we laugh by our actions. You know, we, we've been taught that communication is in three parts, words, gesture, and spirit. So maybe the words are right. Yes, the baby is coming in a year. The baby is coming in a year. But the gestures are like, Jack, there's nothing. The spirit is not there. It's hard. It's hard. <sighs> okay. I'm going to share a story. The first time I've ever shared it publicly. Okay. <laughs> 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 
So in June of 2020, uh, my wife and I, through uh, the assistance and encouragement and help from some of our friends, uh, bought a piece of land that we would build our house on. <laughs> Someone who knows the story went, mm. <laughs> So we, we, we began to say, you know what, let's <laughs> begin to stretch ourselves. We began to do a lot of stuff. We began to sell off uh, cars. That had testimonies, cars that meant so much. To say, you know what, we want to fund this. We want to do it. We began to set goals. We began to set goals. Those of you that, that know me know that I, I, I like milestones. So much so that even when I'm driving on the highway, I am calculating consistently what time I should reach the 40-kilometer mark and what time I should reach the 20-kilometer mark because I am driven by milestones. So we set milestones. Then in October, we broke ground. And I can tell you that we saw the favor of God, the fingerprints of God as we went through this process. We would do this. We would be like, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. And then we get to October, break ground. November, I remember the 18th of November. So now we're at a stage where we're now at, almost at window level, a day or so from completing window level. We had actually gotten the coats now for the, for the uh, lintels, for the ring beam. And in a few weeks, we were getting ready to say, you know what, we must be ready to put the roof. Then the, on the 18th of November in 2020, those were the days when we would have fully online church. So we were in a recording, recording the message for Sunday. And then I get a message to say we have some visitors at our building site. So I was sitting there and I could tell, okay, this is quite interesting. So I just showed it to a friend of mine that I was in the recording with. And we just kept quiet. We continued the recording. Everything finished well. And then we just said, okay, uh, we're out. So I left. He left. I left. And then just after leaving pastor's house, I got a call to say, hey, your house has been torn down to the foundation. Everything is down. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go there, and then it's rubble. So you know when you get there, no one knows what to say to you. <laughs> I'm not sure what they expected. I'm not sure whether they expected tears or me to be remonstrating. I don't know, but I was just there. <laughs> I was just like... Then a few minutes later, a friend who had actually visited the site with to see it, to check for it, then just arrived, and then we just stood by the rubble for hours. One of the pastors came by to see his sister who stays close, and then he had known what was being built, and then he sees, and he sees nothing, and he comes, and I haven't so told anyone it's ours. It's like, my guy, what's going on? <laughs> like, it is what it is. <laughs> Same time, our youngest daughter falls, and she has a deep cut. So while we're at the site, my wife is a trauma center. Talk about opposition, boom, boom. Trauma center trying to get her stitched. And it's like, oh God. And this was such a sore point for me. So eventually I mustered up some courage to tell people. I told some pastors, this is what happened, and I told them that and I am okay, full stop. Don't call me, don't text me. Some tried, they met the red button, I was like, no, 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 leave me. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I remember I didn't want to set foot there on that site. My wife would keep saying, let's go. And I closed there for six weeks, closed her out. We're not going. 
No, 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 ah, there's no need, ah, there's no pressure. Ah, with it, uh, all excuses because it was such a sore point. See, it affected me more than I would, have, more than I realized or even cared to admit. See, it even got worse. Having known that I've told a small group of people, now it's doing the rounds in the corridors. It's like, blast driver, you know what he did? <laughs> and now when it's spoken of, it's spoken of with no context. You become the example of what not to do. <laughs> it's like, ugh. And I tell you, the people that were responsible for that would make my blood boil. If I ever got angry last year, it was with those people. I tell you, if I've ever contemplated <laughs> some items there, it was about that. No, 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 these guys are now messing around with me. What can I do? Who can I call? Who can actually come and pick them up? I think everyone is hearing some details for the very first time. <laughs> but that's how they made me feel. And then mustered some courage and it's like, okay, let's start looking again. Found another house. It was almost what it was going to work for. You know, what we were looking at doing and some other things we could do beyond that. And it was going well. And then something fishy started happening, and it's like, ah, guys. Then we tried, and then we saw this one. Hey, no story here. Tried again, nothing. Then I can tell you the truth. I started thinking to myself, ah, you know what, let's put this on the back burner. You know, we can rent a nice house. Do we really have to own it? I'm just being honest, guy. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's a moment of weakness. Began to think why. And the good thing is, the friends that were keeping me accountable to say, look for your property went quiet. <laughs> so I didn't have to do anything because now I, it was like, <laughs> at least no one's asking me, have you viewed anything? Have you, how far? At least now I could just wallow in my own mess, in my own pity, in my own shame. And if no, it was, it, I'm telling you, it was, <laughs> it was okay. One day I woke up and I just started doing maths of all the money that we put into that project. And guys, I tell you, all the money that went into that project, guys, I tell you, ah, it hit me. It hit me. Then the next time, we, we, we <laughs> like I said, I, you, know, there was that, you know there's always that one thing that you is like, this is, ah, this, is, this, this is dear to me. And this was the car that was my car that we sold. So now one day we're supposed to go for a project site visit in Mutare. And uh, so you're competing with others, you have to be there. And these guys, they got there and the site visit was closed five minutes after it started. So it was almost like boom, boom. And I knew that if I had my car, <laughs> we would have been, because we were delayed leaving because of some other, if we had left even that time, we would have been there early. But this time, going nowhere, going nowhere. And it hurt again to say, now it's affecting my business. And let me tell you what I was now doing in the office. <laughs> I would sit in the office sometimes and just look at the wall. Laptop is open. I'm just looking at the wall, dejected. What also happened is at the start of last year, we had things that were lined up. And then lockdowns happened. Clients are now saying, hey, we need to watch things. I'm sorry, our performance is not what we expected. Start of the end. It's like, 
another one. So, what then happened? Are you ready? <laughs> I, would, I, I would have loved to come and say multimedia showed the picture of what then happened, but we're not there yet. So why would I share this? Because I believe that as I do, for me to even get to a place of sharing this, there are some people here who, who knew the story and knew that it was something that you do not just raise with me. But now I'm in a place where I can, with the little strength that I have, get up again and try again. The word of the year this year says that there is grace for houses. Plural, plural, houses. Well, that's the revelation I have. How zzz, not one zzz. So now is the time where I have to, in my weakness, tap into his strength. See, unfortunately, it's not happening the way I would have preferred for it to happen. Honestly speaking, I would have preferred for it to happen. It's like boom, boom, okay, no, okay, no, I've got enough, I've got enough, boom, done. Sweet. But it's not happening like that. But still, I have to master the little strength. Maybe you are like me and you had now set your level and said, Ah, you know what, we are the single ones who will get married, who will not get married. Or maybe you had said, No, you know what, failure is our portion. You have almost accepted it. I know what, there are people who have to fail in life. And we are one of the, ah, no, we are those. The Bible says the poor you will have amongst you. That's us, we are there in the Bible. Or maybe you said, you know what, ah, no, no, you know what, we are some of those who should not bear children. We, we are those, the barren ones. But here's the thing, even about that, there is only one woman in the Bible who was barren, who died barren. And she brought it upon herself. But the rest of them, whether they became barren or were born barren, at some point they gave birth and what they conceived was powerful people, powerful men of God, powerful people. See, unless God has spoken it to you, mm -mm, refuse it. Refuse it. Refuse it. Don't just take something. Yes, you have, it has happened in the past. Series of shut doors, but behold, I do a new thing. Do not remember. Here's the thing. There's a difference. I know some versions say forget, but I want to just play around with do not remember. Remembering is, if he says do not remember, you see, there are things that happen in life that you can't forget. No matter how much you try. But remembering is bringing it back. It is bringing it to you. It's like someone does something, you forgive them. And you say, I've forgotten. But if something happens, you can choose to take that and say, but last week you also did. Do not remember. Do not call it back. Do not call it back. Because if you do that, you will not see the new thing. See, I tell you in the phase that I was at where I was saying, you know what, I'm okay. Having someone who texts me every 20-something and say how far, I was okay with it because it was in a moment of hurt, of weakness. But we must get out of it where we begin to say, you know what, God, you know what, no. Yes, you know I have little strength. You know I have little strength. You know I have little strength. But the little is enough. 
That's why he opens. <laughs> Just think about it. He knows you. He knows your works. He opens a door. He knows you have little strength. Do you not think the door that is open can be accessed with the little strength? Because he knows you. He knows where you're at. He knows where I'm at. He knows and he can say, you know what? Restoration and recompense are coming. Restoration, you see, this is going to be a learning. Right now, it's, yeah, there's a bit of learning, but it's more sore point than learning point. But there will come a time where it will be a learning point. In full, where it's like, ah, oh, it happens. I tell you, <laughs> when you go through stuff, even your self-esteem is affected. Because now it's like, but there must be restoration of who you and I really are. Because if we move at a lower self-esteem than we should, it, it will perpetuate and it will validate your feelings. I, I read this thing, it was the imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, basically it says that you see yourself much less than you really are. And when people see the real you and they call it out, you actually get scared because you, you think, I'm, I'm, I'm a fraud. <laughs> if they really knew me, <laughs> if they really knew me, so you live a life of being an imposter, but imposter, you know, there's certain people who live above what they really are, but we actually then begin to live lower than what we really are, lower than what God says it calls us to be, lower. I'm the least of the least of the least. Oh, no, 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 no. That's for them. No, no, no. It's time that we arise. It's time we arise. It's time we arise and we see those areas of little strength being strengthened. The Bible, the Bible in Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6, says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Shouts of grace grace to it. We need the grace of God, the divine enablement of God, because I can tell you in your own strength, you can't do the things that God is calling us to do. In my own strength, I can tell you I can't. I can't even begin. But we'll be able to accomplish it not by might, nor by your little strength, but by His Spirit. And we'll shout to it, shouts of grace, grace to it. Putting the capstone, the capstone is like the last thing, the top, shouting to it to say grace, grace to it. When that house is fully built, shouting grace, grace to it. When that business is firing and it's booming, grace, grace to it. The Bible also says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 30, uh, 31, he says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings and eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hey, hallelujah. They that wait, you will be renewed in strength. You'll begin to feel energized again. The times where you would struggle to wake up, to go to work, you will find something is different here because you will be renewing our strength. The Message Bible says it a little bit differently. If we could put it up there. The Message Bible says it di differently. The Message Bible says it differently. <laughs> it's there. Plus one? There's no plus one. Okay, that's it. May excuse the labeling. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
Those who hope in the Lord, hope in the Lord, hope in the Lord. You see, hope is not, I hope it doesn't rain. I hope it doesn't. No, no, no. Hope is a force. It is a force. It is a force. It is a force. So when we have that force, that belief in God, where we can say, I hope in the Lord, and I am unshakable in my hope, then the Lord will renew our strength. You see, <laughs> it's okay to admit your weakness. I know a lot of us want to be strong and appear strong, appear like we're indestructible. No, so it's, it's, we don't have to do that because if we do that and mask our weakness, we actually deny the manifestation of God's power in our lives. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. <laughs> weakness before God unleashes his strength. Hallelujah. Again, he says, you stuck with me when times were rough. You stuck with me when times were rough. The Bible in Psalm 18.25 says, to the faithful, <laughs> you, Lord, show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. So I believe we will see the faithfulness of God more than ever in this season. As we have held on to his word, as we have not forsaken his name, he will show himself faithful. There has to be a difference. It has to be different. Something has to be different. Hallelujah. Acts 7, speaking about Abraham, it says, now leave your country, your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. See, some of us, we are saying move here with our failures, with the things that have caused us to lose strength, that God is saying move, leave the familiar place. Move from that familiar place. You know what? When we're in a familiar place, we kind of know how to navigate what is wrong, the dysfunction. <laughs> Have you ever been to a house of, where, where you switch on the light and it won't switch on? But someone who stays there knows what angle to press the switch on because they are now so familiar with dysfunction. That's what mo where most of us are in certain areas of our lives. We have accepted dysfunction so much that it's like, are oh, you know what? I can make it work. I know my car. I know my car. It's not normal to always move around with a car with a fuel light on. It's not normal. I just see normal. But now it's like, I know my car. I have 500 meters to go and I'm almost, almost at the service station. It's almost like your car knows it's going to get a <laughs> half tank and it's like, oh, we're going out of town. No, 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 no. <laughs> there are things that we've normalized that are not normal. Check light for your car. The engine check light. You know, someone drives your car and it's like, eh, the check light is on. It's like, I don't worry. I know. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's just a, it's just a sensor. If it's just a sensor, why did they put a light that, that will show you that the sensor is wrong? No, it's not normal. That's not our portion. You're driving a car and the dashboard is a Christmas tree. Light there, light there, light. Oh. <laughs> Behold, I do a new thing. Do not remember the former things. I remember one of the words that I got, and I shared it in the 1030 service. I think the last one last year was to say, my people will never 
be put to shame again. And I felt that was a promise to say, you know what, as you try again, yes, you had shame. Yes, you had shame. You felt the shame. Even in Isaiah 54, it should be 54, the, one of the main scriptures for last year. It says, you will not remember the shame of your widowhood, the shame of your youth. No, no, some of us, shame was real to us then. But if we are going to be driven by then, we will miss the now. Let's not worry about shame. Try again. Let's just try again. Let's go back before God and say, but God, sometimes words would fail. It's like, yeah, I'm still recovering from last year. <laughs> Honestly, even at work, I'm still recovering. What do you accomplish when you're looking at walls when it's time to work? Maybe being too real for you, but it's the truth. I'd rather be honest so that you can also see that, oh, someone else went through that. <sighs> Leave the office and drive and go somewhere else and see, oh, wow, I'm, I'm doing a side visit. I'm just checking out what others are doing. Please, excuses. <sighs> that was me. But you know what? This year... I've, I feel revived. Not because anything has happened. But I think if it had happened in that state, I wouldn't have seen it. But God says, behold, see, see, I have set before you an open door for you. I know you. <laughs> see, you have to see it. Abraham, come out. Look up. Can you see the stars? Yes, I can see. You can see so you can receive. <laughs> Moses, go to the, can you see the promised land? Yes, I can see. You won't get in, but you saw now you can impart. Spies, go and see. See, you have to see the invisible so you can do the impossible. You have to be able to see it so that it becomes possible to you. Try and buy a house without ever going to view one. <laughs> You'll be sold a piece of tar. <laughs> You'll be sold a road and it's told. <laughs> Praise God. I believe today God is directing us to say, forget. Remember not. Put it on the back burner. It happened? Yes. Put it on the back burner time to be able to focus and see the new. Focus on the new. Focus on what I am doing in this season. And you will see it. It won't be like anything. That's what the word of the year says. It won't be like anything you have known. It will be different. It will be different. And I'm sure it will be sweet when we have it. If we, if we could all just come um, all be upstanding rather. If we could all be standing up. For those of you that have joined us online, maybe you're online and you're thinking, you know what? I have an area of weakness that I need strengthening in. There are numbers on the screen right now. There are numbers on the screen right now of people who are ready to pray with you. Call them or send them a message. 
call them or send them a message and begin to engage with them because they are, they are ready to agree with you. They are ready to pray with you to come out of that slumber that you are in, to come out of that mindset to say, I will not be able to bear a child again. They will be able to help you, bring you out of that place, be able to lend a hand to you and pull you out. Or maybe you just stumbled upon this broadcast and you're like, you know what, uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But if you do not have a relationship with God, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you again, call that number or text it. Or if your relationship with God is, on, is wobbling, it's wobbling because of many matters, call that number and I can assure you that there are people who will be able to help you through that. We love physically, encourage you. Either join us next week for our 8.30 service or 10.30 service physically as we know that it's always an amazing worship experience. But we love you so much. We, uh, may God bless you. We'll release you now as you go into a time of ministry in here. Amen. So here's what we're going to do now. I believe a lot of us in here have at least one area of life where we have given up or are weak and need that strength, that courage to come up again. Actually, maybe just, 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 if you're out there and that, that is you, one, at least one area, just wave your hands at me so that I can see that we're in the right place. Okay, good. Shandarabas. <clears throat> We're going to sing a little bit and, and, and pray. And then we'll close the service. I believe that this is a moment that we, we need God to come and infuse, to renew our strength or to give us grace or to give us the Jesus. wisdom to navigate how with our little strength we can get through the door. Oh, for Jesus, all I am and have and ever hope to be Jesus all for Jesus all I am and have and ever hope to be Father God stand before you this morning asking you to strengthen us. Father, we have stood in expectation, stood in hope, hoping that either the walls would fall, come crashing down, hoping that the Red Sea would part, hoping that the womb would open again, hoping that we would flourish again. Father, we have not seen it or seen it in its fullness. But we know that you are doing a new thing in this season. So Father, we pray right now that indeed you may heal every heart. You know the Bible says a hope deferred makes the heart go sick. Heal every heart right now, Father God, that is even failing to connect with you because they are so sick in their heart over the things that happened or did not happen. 
those that would be struggling to pray, struggling to worship, struggling to stay still in your presence because of the disappointment, because of the hurt. Father, we pray for a a restoration, a, a healing right now, a healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for those that had feeble knees, Father God, that are now got into a place of tiring and tiring to an extreme. We know, Father God, that you are one who can give us rest. We also know that you are one who can renew our strength. So we ask that you may do that right now in the name of Jesus. You may do that right now in the name of Jesus. Father Habakkuk would say, I have heard of your fame. I have heard of your works. May you repeat them. Father, we have heard that you are able to break down walls. You are able to break through doors of bronze. You are able to bring restoration. You are able to bring strength to people that are, that are weak. Father God, we pray right now that indeed you are strengthening us. You are repeating those things. We know the Bible says, Hope deferred makes the heart go sick, but a longing fulfilled is like a tree of life. Father, we pray right now for trees of life that would begin to grow around us. Trees of life that would give life even to others. Even to others as we speak of the goodness of God. As we speak to the testimonies of God. Trees of life. 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 Trees of life everywhere. Trees of life. Hallelujah. Trees of life. Hope. Longings being fulfilled. Longings being fulfilled. Longings. Oh, I see longings being fulfilled in this place. Right now. Right now there is a start. There is a beginning. There is a beginning. And this year will be marked by those things. It will be marked by those things. I'm going to ask if I know there are some people who need someone to agree with. Our pastors and leaders will be in the front. But I want to leave you with this in mind. I want to leave you with this. I love this analogy. I want to leave this with leave this analogy with you. See, the start of something is always harder than it's when it's progressing. So coming out of this and getting into the first testimony of God coming through to you will be heavier than after that. How many of you have ever uh, made popcorn at home? You put oil, right? The oil heats up, heats up. Then you put the popcorn in the pot and you wait. Nothing's happening. Then you hear one pop over there. Silence. Another pop over there. Silence. Until there is such an amazing thing that there is now not even time between the poppings. No pop, pop, pop. You see, sometimes the start is the most difficult thing. It's the start is the most difficult thing. And it's easy after the first thing to happen to remove from the burner and say, okay, at least I got one thing. No, keep it going. Keep it on the pot. Keep worshiping Him. Keep praying. Keep believing. And I believe that you will begin to hear the pops and the pops and the pops. May God richly bless you. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.